Hey everyone, it's your friend Stretch, founder of The Impact Group, author, and host of this podcast, Leadership 101, Lessons Learned from Failing Forward. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's show. All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to the second podcast of Leadership 101, Lessons Learned from Failing Forward. I am your host, this is Stretch, and I just want to thank you for even just giving me a chance to be on here again, and hopefully we put something together that really has an opportunity to impact you in a positive way. So today is all about mindset, and specifically in the, the topic of failure, and Throughout my life, I've, I've seen success, I've seen failure. Um, I, I grew up in Texas, and I moved out to California in 1988. And I remember one particular time that I wanted to learn how to surf. And so my mom bought me a surfboard, and I, she took me down to the beach down in San Clemente in a place called 204s, and she told me to just go out there, figure it out, you know, paddle in the whitewater. And I would stand up, I'd fall down, stand up, and I'd fall down. It was just so frustrating. I didn't have a coach. I was just teaching myself. And But she took me to the beach day after day after day. And I started to get better, started to get a little bit better. Met a great group of friends when I got into junior high. All of them had been surfing since they were like five years old. And so they were light years ahead of me. And I, I just surrounded myself with people who were doing good. And I, I just kept on going. But, you know being kind of the runt of the group, you know, I got heckled a lot because I, I definitely wasn't good. It took me a while. And eventually I made it on to the high school surf team. And I remember I was surfing one day uh, at our, our surf team. Uh, it was like seven o'clock in the morning. And I hear my coach on the beach on a megaphone say, hey, Osterhout, you look like a water pump. Stop hopping up and down. And it was just, it was pretty humiliating because it's like, you know, everyone started saying, hey, Stretch, you, you look like a water pump. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just kept on going back to the beach, surfing two times a day, almost almost every single day, sometimes three times a day. I really fit skid surfing around my schedule. Fast forward from that time, that was in 1994, 95, right in there. In 2005, one of my best friends invited me to a pro-am contest in Tahiti at a place called Chiopu. And it's one of the most dangerous waves in the world. And I was surfing in waves that were breaking on a razor sharp reef that were probably about six to 10 feet with some of the professionals I grew up surfing, like watching on TV, like emulating. And I was just, I, it was really surreal for me because I look back at moving from Texas and coming coming out, learning how to surf and standing up, falling down, standing up, falling down. And I remember even begging my mom, hey, let me bring a bodyboard because that's easier than surfing. This surfing thing is so hard. And she wouldn't let me quit. And I remember the time when I was at, at surf team. I remember my friends heckling me. And all of a sudden, here I am surfing a wave that most people won't ever surf in their lifetime. And it just, it just really, it did something to me that if you try something, if you want to get good at something, 
the first part you just got to accept you're going to suck at it, whatever it is. You might be okay, but compared to where you're, you want to take it, you're going to suck at it. But it's the being okay with that and moving forward day after day. I was talking to one of my friends today and he was talking about how he does podcasts and he's done thousands of podcasts and he said, you know what? Did you listen to your first one? I was like, oh yeah, it's horrible. It was awful. And he's like, that's okay. Pick one thing and get better at it and then do another one and then listen to it and pick one thing and do better at that. Don't try to pick all the things and do them all together all at the same time. You'll just get frustrated and quit. And so mindset is a huge thing. Here's another story. When I was working with um, a company, well, I'll say the large, large, largest coffee company in the world, Starbucks, I was a store manager and I was working at a drive-thru. And the company has certain metrics in which they measure success by. And one of those was out the window time, which means as soon as you're, you place your order at the speaker, you drive up to the window where you do your transaction, you pay for it and you get your coffee. And as soon as you drive up, a timer starts on the inside of, uh, of the building. And we're looking at that timer and that timer, Starbucks standard for success is 50 seconds or less. And so our personal goal was 45 seconds or less, which means by the time you drive up and then leave, it's 45 seconds or less. Our store had been doing a lot of work to reduce our times drastically, week over week over week for a sustained period of time. And it caught the eye of my district manager. He invited uh, the, all the drive-through managers in the, in the district and some out of the district to come and just watch how we do it. And that particular day, it just got a little busier than normal. We had one less person and everything just went down the toilet. I mean, if it was pulling something out of the oven and transporting it over to the drive-through and dropping it halfway through, if it was spilling a drink or running out of milk or a guest unhappy about something like anything, it was like Murphy's Law. Anything that could happen, happened in that moment. And towards the end of it, it only lasted for about two hours, the busiest two hours in the morning. I remember my district manager said over the espresso machine, he was standing in the lobby, and he said, hey Marcus, we missed your leadership today. And he said it nodding his head with a smug, disappointed grin on his face. And oh my gosh, I mean, talk about like, like nails on a chalkboard. I remember I what I felt. I just nodded my head and then, you know, just kind of walked, walked back and handled something, and then went into the back. And I was so frustrated that I took all of my anger out on a box of cups. I punched that box of cups once. Hurt my hand more than it hurt the box of cups for sure. And uh, and it was just one of those moments of just like feeling like it just fell flat on your face. And so went home and he came back the next day and I just, and I didn't let it affect me. And I told my team like, all right, so let's, here's, here's what we're going to do. 
And going back to the last part podcast, we're going to begin with the end in mind. Where do we need to be? We need to be at 45 seconds by nine o'clock. It's seven o'clock right now. What do we need to do differently? And I just kept on asking that question. What do we need to do differently? What's working right now? What's not working? How can we adjust it? You know, check and adjust, check and adjust. And we fine tuned it until that was our new normal. And it worked really well. So when I was reading a book that I really, really enjoyed uh, by Carol Dweck, uh, it, her, the name of the book is Mindset, The Psychology of Success. She takes this concept of, let me get a little bit of water, pardon me. takes about this concept of the mindset of a champion and how someone with a growth mindset learns and derives power from failure. And when it, uh, when she talks about this, she really talks about how a champion will look at the, at like going up to a, uh, like an event or like, especially a champion, specifically an athlete will go up to an event or a big game and they will practice the visualization and it'll be in those moments that they, they harness that failure and they're relentless to let it hold them back. In fact, they use it as power. And she, she compares some athletes that did it well versus other athletes that, that didn't do it so well. Like, John McEnroe, the famous, uh, former famous tennis player, he's someone that he would let all his emotions get the best of him, and, and he, he would just turn into failure that he wouldn't be able to overcome. Michael Jordan said in a, a Nike ad that he missed something like 10,000, 20,000 shots, like, like some, some huge number that he, he missed like 26 um, game-winning shots at the, like the end of the clock. Like, and he, you know, all these stats of his failures and said that, that never held me back. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, when he was uh, on the college basketball team, this is back in the, I think, 60s or 70s, they... Uh, decided to outlaw slam dunking. Uh, I guess they weren't ready for, um, you know, some of the some of the brothers doing some some good soul maneuvering on the uh, on the slam dunks, and uh, they that was too much for them back then. So they outlawed it, and so Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he was a little he was upset, but John Wooden, the famous UCLA basketball coach, really got into his head. And Kareem came back and said, you know what? I'm going to find out how I can use this and still use my, my capability to make these shots. I'm going to take this, this, what feels like a temporary failure, and I'm just going to change it. And so that's the, really the mindset of a champion, is someone that will take what they've learned, lick their wounds, and see, all right, how can I take this and look at it as good, as as bad as it is, as much as it sucks, how can I take it for good? Last story, and I'll let you guys out of here. For the past three years, I've been a managing partner in a restaurant. 
and uh, it was a fantastic experience. And I'll, I'll go into detail a little bit later in another podcast um, and describe the uh, how I got into it and some of the, the great moments of it. But the just recently, due to the the coronavirus, uh, we had to close the doors, and I um, I uh, eventually, you know, was laid off. I mean, if we're just kind of speaking specifically about it and you know at at that moment it was like everything that I've been work I've been working for and working towards and envisioning all of a sudden came to a screeching halt and it felt like a failure it felt like I, I was so close to really going after a dream that I really I thought I had until I finally was able to back away from it and spend some, a lot of great time with my family and really start soul searching and, and really seeing what is it that I truly want and how can I look at this as a good thing? Good thing, you just lost your job. It's like a career job. You could have grown the restaurant into multiple locations, multiple concepts. Like how can you look at this as a good thing? And that's the question that we have to ask, ask ourselves in those moments where we can't see it, but, but there's a gift in there. And that's why I've been saying this lately. The coronavirus is a wake-up call for some, but it's a gift for others. Which one is it for you? I'll leave you with that thought. All right, everyone, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like it. Make sure you share this podcast. I want to try to influence and impact everyone that I possibly can in a positive way. I hope you all are having a fantastic day whenever you listen to this and have a great mindset. Take some time for yourself, clear your mind, and make sure that you're having an impact. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon.